I must say, this is one of the toughest cameos I've ever done. Hello, Olivia here. Famous frame villain of The Bachelor, host of the very funny Mouthing Off podcast, and clearly avid college football fan. I've been asked to make a bunch of football predictions for BYBW, for you guys, Rain Man and Joe, and I really don't know anything about football, so this is just going to be a whole shot in the dark here. Um, let's see. Iowa, Iowa State. Don't know anything about these teams. Never seen them play. But I feel like typically the school with just the name of the state. Oh, wait. Hang on. Okay. I think it's going to be Iowa. And I'm trying to eloquently think of why it's going to be Iowa. But, like, Iowa's, I feel like, are always better than, like, Iowa State or, like, something state. Something state. No? But it's just, like, they sound more macho. I think, like, I, I've heard of the Hawkeye, Hawkeyes, right? So, yeah. Iowa's going to win. I don't know what this, uh, whoever got this cameo said negative 3.5. I don't know what that means. Does that mean they're going to win by 3? No, that's not what that means. Anyway, I hope that's a great game. I won't be watching. But let me know if I'm right about Iowa this winning. This is BYBW. The sports gambling podcast that, like Randy Edsall, can't be fired because we're, we retire. No, no, wait, we, we're fired. Uh, I guess that's just how it works. Uh, we're joined by Rain Man, who has his big rubber. Uh, Rain Man, why do you call it the big rubber? Yes, yes, I know Syracuse won, <laughs> and everyone's out for my head. So tell the haters to open up the jail. Open up the jail. And you can tell them Rain Man's rubber has the bail money. Rubber has the bail. I made one pick that didn't hit. You want to throw out all our history. Throw the pick in the pit after one week. What the hell? Seriously? Lock the week like the habit. We feasted on with friends and family. Put the rubbers back. Frankly, never left. But nonetheless, here to be your blanket, your security. And that's why we call it the big rubber. So lock it up. Rain money, baby. Week two. Let's go. Holy fuck. That was like... Uh, it was white. If, Oh, man. If if Lincoln Park had a severe concussion, very Rosh Hashanah thing. Uh, that if you was will, if you think uh, about fucking, it. If you think yeah, about it, yeah, no, that was <laughs> real everyone. trash. But uh, Rain Man, I, I will still allow you to give us a pick. Who do you guys were big rubber last week? Of course, you lost last week. Who do you have for this week? Not worried about it because we're taking Buffalo plus 13 and a half at Nebraska. Maurice Linguist about to have you tongue tied. Pause for laughter. You fucking fraud. Not coming. You fuck. Not coming. By how good the Buffalo Bulls are this year, didn't lose a step after Lance Leipold's departure, and Nebraska, quite frankly, is not very good. Save for the pod. My God, that's already enough time for you this week. And we on the other end of the pod, we got uh, Capper, who won his big rubber, coming off a three and one week. Uh, you're feeling it a little bit. Who you got? Who do you got? Your, who do you got? It's a your, good start. Who do you got in your rubber this week? I'm actually sticking in the Mac. Um, I am taking Miami, Ohio plus 19 and a half at Minnesota. Um, PJ Fleck is, he's lost a sheen. He's no longer a good football coach. Listen, man, it's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. BYBW. Check your game up. Stop being a slap dick. Make today a great day. This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. Follow us on Instagram at BYBW Podcast. Uh, we're putting some some spicy memes up. Uh, I liked I liked our Applebee's one. It made me laugh. Uh, we got. Uh, <laughs> Rayman Capper, you're both going Mac with your rubbers this week, which you just love to see this early in the season. It lets you know you're looking down the board. Um, we're going to, of course, cover those more in depth, but I want to first uh, discuss takeaways from week one and what was just like a fucking outstanding week of college football. Oh, my goodness. I had a great one. Really solid. Like, uh, the picks the picks weren't so bad. Rice fucked me i don't know people might not have seen how the rice game show they were tied with arkansas of course it was in uh, my one of my 14 picks they were tied with arkansas in in the third quarter ended up blowing the plus 19 and a half did not cover um 
Mi- it made bad beats. And that 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 uh, cost me my four teamer. That hurts. That hurts. That's how you draw. That it. was a sobering. I was feeling good because I, that was like the ice bath that welcomes you back to to college football gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Let you know it's real again. It's like, uh, my my big takeaway from last week is the playoff picture is now wide open with Clemson losing, but not just Clemson losing, the ACC just looking absolutely terrible, uh, like one of the worst conferences in college football, not just even among the Power Five. You have Clemson losing to Georgia. Granted, it was a close game, but Clemson not even be able to score a touchdown is sad. You have Miami losing to Alabama, not even keeping it competitive. Louisville not being able to keep it competitive against Ole Miss. Duke losing to Charlotte in Charlotte's first victory against a Power 5 team. Georgia Tech losing to UNI. FSU losing to Notre Dame. And the ACC second place darling UNC dropping a Friday game on the road at Virginia Tech. Uh, I think Clemson is on notice, potentially could miss the playoff even if they went out, which opens the door for Cincinnati. It opens the door for UCF. It opens the door for the Pack. UCF? I, ah. Hey, if UCF goes undefeated and beats Cincinnati, they have a shot. I'd be more inclined to I'm talk not, about. I'm not going to say that. I, I'd be more inclined to give give a shout out to Coastal if we're going to do that. And I guess, but I would take Umbrins to just or Cincy. The, well, the uh, but also well, I said the Cincy, idea yeah, that the playoff is wide open is just a fucking fallacy of a statement. And you know, you would, like ESPN begs you to say that out loud, but we all know that's not fucking <laughs> true. Uh, I, I actually got Venmo. Yeah, so like, so. Uh, no, I gotta check you there. Uh, Capper, did you have any particular takeaways from week one that you really, really resonated with you? Um, big, big winner, obviously, Georgia. Georgia. How good was that defense? Georgia um, also did not score an offense. Dude, their though. offense looked did not. Their offense looked bad. Like I, I, we can talk really about, really bad. Oh, dude, tell me amazing. Clemson's defense was so good, but dude, there were some missed throws. Clemson's defense is there good. There were some drop passes. You can have a good defense. You still need to score some points. JT like. JT Daniels was not sharp. Um, he was not. The offense was not clicking at all. But that defense is ferocious. They are going to roll through the SEC East, um, and that uh, that's an exciting showdown. I if think if JT. If JT can can get rolling, I think that's a very very exciting matchup for an SEC championship with Bama because Bama, I mean you, you Bryce Bryce Young first collegiate start, um, obviously the highest rated prospect that Saban's ever had to play quarterback at Alabama, and he proved he proved it and then some against Miami. He's just electric. I mean, better than expected, and I don't. I don't see them just I, – I don't see him faltering. Well, like they, I, they're just, I just don't know how that can be your takeaway after watching that game. If I watch any game where a team, like, doesn't score an offensive touchdown, I assume that they are fallible, that they can be clipped. Like no 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 I'm talking about I'm talking about Bryce Young but the Georgia defense well, you you were he, talking about you definitely babbled from they, one end not, you, you, you babbled from one end there. to the other of the SEC there so I kind of lost track <laughs> they're they're not lose they're not losing a game until they play Bama and then they might beat Bama uh, I mean Georgia's schedule it, is trash that's probably why they won't you have the SEC is sneaky you have trash to get rolling. if you look at these schedules the offense has to get rolling if you look at these schedules in the SEC they're fucking jokes this year the SEC is a sneaky like not deep conference this okay. year. Third best team in the SEC. You have to pick right now. Don't think about it. Texas A&M. Yeah, it's A&M. Fourth best. <laughs> Ole Miss. Obviously Texas A&M. Fourth best. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. I agree. Matt Corral. I'll take them over for their D. Their D looked decent, um, but also Louisville looked. Uh, Scott Satterfield Louisville. might not be long for this world. Well, I think. I think past the tops of all the conferences you're gonna see just kind of a lot of chaos this year um i think having a very irregular season last year um teams are going to falter in spots there if you are not a tier one team you are going to struggle against teams worse than you you're going to play up to competition above you um i don't know i see Oklahoma losing a game or two in the Big 12, potentially. Um, I don't see Oregon going through the Pac-12 unscathed. USC, I don't USC see, UCLA like, I just are don't better. See, like, I, yeah, UCLA, I just, that's my storyline. They're really good, one. too. Team but that like, did the most with less. But they'll 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 drop one or two games we should, very easily. I do think the UCLA game was definitely one of like the Notre Dame Florida State game. Fine, but those are let's be real; those are 
two not good football teams. The LSU-UCLA game I thought was a big statement game. Uh, that statement was that Edo was going to be out of a job very soon. Uh, do you want to see? Sucks. Do you want to see my impression of Edo begging for his job? Please don't fire me. Sure. Please, please. I, I love coaching LSU. Uh, it's a joke because he doesn't sound like that. He's he's bad. He doesn't sound like that. Actually. He's a bad football coach. Real, he yeah. doesn't actually. He's sound been like horrible. That. He's been horrible at every stop. All right, just drop the drop for the little guy. As a head coach. <laughs> Um, obviously had the magical season, but like outside of the national championship with Joe Burrow, Joe Brady, Dave Aranda, like unlimited NFL potential on both sides of the football. He has nothing. They, uh, except, except empty prospects and losses. They got, uh, he also has a divorce. Uh, they have a, uh, <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> uh, you didn't need to do that. Yeah, I didn't need to do that. Uh, they have, uh, but also, like, I, I, man, I, I have thought about single Edo from time to time. I think about him on the dating scene. Imagine a first date with Ed Orgeron. Imagine, imagine if they had, like, the Ted Lasso thing, except you're talking to Ed Orgeron. You meet up with Ed Orgeron your first date. <laughs> <laughs> What's he like? Just uh, incredible. Uh, you know what, guys? We have a lot of great football to talk about. Uh, we, we reflected on some, but now let's get to, uh, what really matters. This is the weekly. I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right one. Winners, 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 winners. I feel 10 feet tall right now. The weekly. As strong as an ox. All right. This is the weekly. These are the picks that matter. The picks that count. The picks that make you money. Uh, Capper last week three and one with his weekly picks, so he can do the honors discussing his big rubber first. Uh, you have Miami, Ohio. I believe it's the Red Hawks. Uh, they're playing. It is the Red Hawks at Minnesota. Uh, I'm I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious why you're on the Mac in this spot. I think this is fitting because w- this is like our first Tuesday recording, maybe in the history of the pod. Maybe probably um, probably not. Due to. Due to some fantasy football drafts, obviously. Um, but we're going double Mac teams on a Tuesday night. It's meant to be. It's it smells like meant to be. smells like a two now. Don't um, believe in God, maybe start. You got RLM <laughs> on the Red Hawks. Twenty-seven percent of bets so far, and the spread has dropped from twenty and a half to nineteen and a half, avoiding the key key numbers. Um, twenty is a soft key number, I would say. Um, Minnesota looked really good early on um, in that Ohio State game, but ton of emotions, just a packed crowd at their stadium. Uh, Ibrahim running all over early and often. Uh, it, they, it was a, like a tale of two halves. They were just really bad in the second half. Um, obviously, Ohio State made a ton of adjustments, and P.J. Fleck could not counter because I just think he is a cartoon character on the sideline. Like, he wears... His ridiculous outfit. I don't think he's necessarily a good in-game manager, an in a good in-game football coach, and he was outclassed, kept that game plain and simple, by quarter. Ohio State's athletes. Um, and so I think, yeah, a lot of people see that it, you know, was close, 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 close. Then it gets to the spread of 14, 14 and a half, depending on where you got it. And I think that a lot of people see that Minnesota team kind of harkening back to their 2019 magical run where they were undefeated into November. I will 2020 was a whole different story for that team. They were bad defensively. They couldn't stop the run. Um, I think Miami has enough talent on offense to keep this one close. Um, Keon Mosey rushed for 5.3 yards against a very good Cincinnati defense last weekend. Um, he gets over a hundred. They score enough points here just to keep this within 17 pretty easily i think in my opinion i i'm also i'll agree that i I, the pj fleck deal is what it is but as far as like the x's and o's thing it's like look mac brown is is an isn't an x's and o's guy either there's like personality coaches that are he's not but mac brown can mac brown can recruit way better than pj fleck I mean, you. I think are you. We're you might be forgetting how you might be forgetting how bad Minnesota I, was before he got there. I get that. Well, Jerry Kill. Jerry Kill did a tough. nice job there. He really did. But like Minnesota, traditionally, it's like for I get. I take some umber. They weren't good. They weren't a good football program. And and Fleck had a like he's had a few very good years, but they were dreadful last year. Um, 
he's just lost some of that luster to me. Like he just doesn't have the same shine that he did. Um, you know, when you're talking about 2019, the end of that year, how many jobs do you think PJ Fleck could have gotten around the country? And and now, if you're looking at it, how many jobs, how many people in other big Power Five jobs would be lining up to take him? I don't think there's that many anymore. I think a lot. I, I don't. don't. I, I have a different read. I think he had a very impressive game play against Ohio State. Kept it extremely close. And if it wasn't for a lot of Taylor I think he had a Morgan superstar running back who was Minnesota's really good. right in that game, especially if Ibrahim doesn't go out and maybe even wins it. I just disagree wildly with this take. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. They're bad. They're they're bad in the trenches. They are. I mean, they have a ton of experience on the offensive line, but now they lost their star running back, and so it's gonna all fall on Tanner Morgan, who's just I like Tanner Morgan is a good college quarterback. But it, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, you're just you're putting a rubber on a team that's going on the road for the second week in a row after they just lost by 35. That's it's just a bold gambit, my man. Uh, but. You know, <laughs> you know what? Fortune, you know, fortunes, crazier things. Fortunes are for the bold. Uh, let's go to Rain Man's rubber. That might be the same. So fortunes <laughs> are vaguely sometimes for the bold, but usually are lost on a live <laughs> bet after you're bold. Uh, I think let's uh, stay with Rain Man's rubber. You, I, I love this pick, but I also think it's a, it is a great turnaround. If only Week Zero Rain Man, if you could go back in time and talk to yourself. I can't even imagine. If you could turn back time. I, that I, was not an invitation to sing. Uh, I think uh, Nebraska is, they won last week against Fordham. Did you see that one kid got 31 tackles? That's fucked up. Yeah, just insane. That's not okay. He shouldn't get 31 tackles. Take him out of the game. He shouldn't do that. That's he had no reason to be in that game except that Nebraska badly needed a They play. lost by like 80 uh, points once. Uh, so congratulations. You won't remember that game, but, uh, Buffalo <laughs> is Buffalo looks, they want, they put up like 70 points against someone, right? 69 to seven oh. against a terrible Wagner team. They missed that's the what extra good point on purpose when they play a bad team is they dominate them and they, that's what Buffalo is supposed to do. And they did. They missed the extra point on purpose. Nice. Love that. Um, yeah. well uh, in this spot, yeah. do you think, but here's my question. Do you, I'm just going to throw it out there. Is Buffalo is Buffalo going to outright this? They, they they absolutely could. So the thing I like about my dog picks this week, and I have a few of them, that's a teaser, Love is that. I'm going to be playing the money line on all of them as well because I think all of them might be the better team. Uh, like, if we're going to be honest, Nebraska's probably a touchdown better than Buffalo. Not 13.5 is better. It just seems way too high. Uh, and this is... Mo- Buffalo is very impressive in week one, but this is more of a pick against Nebraska. I don't really care about the Fordham game. They lost to Illinois at home. And what did Illinois do the next week? They lost to UTSA. And I don't think a push against Fordham is going to convince me that Nebraska is good. Meanwhile, Buffalo has been good in the past and looks like they are still good. So you might as well ride when you're getting 13 and a half points. Buffalo is 9-2 against the spread in their last 11 games. 6-0 and in their last six Saturday games. So a little bit worse on those weekday Mac night games. Uh, meanwhile, Nebraska's 4-12 and 12 in their last 16 against the spread. I know there's some weird truncated endpoints, end but the point stands. Buffalo covers. Nebraska doesn't. Lock it up. Buffalo plus 13.5. Don't you think this is kind of crazy, though? Like, I mean, everything you said I agree with. Nebraska is horrible. Um, bad football program. Scott Frost sucks. <laughs> the whole deal. And and they're favored, the by, they're favored by two touchdowns against a... I mean, a very well-performing Are you suggesting? That's what I'm saying. Are you suggesting it's, it's That's what I'm saying. It's kind of crazy. I, I think it's. I think it's just like it's one you look at and you're like, Nebraska's not uh, two touchdowns better than any team in the country, let alone Buffalo, who's very good, um, at least in the MAC, and definitely last year really well. And line opens at twelve, moves to thirteen and a half. I don't know. <laughs> See, it's pretty dicey. <laughs> I don't um, know. That's it's maybe it. right now. Right now, that's pretty nasty. Lines. Right now, right now, it says fifty-one percent of the bets are on Buffalo. Seventy-nine percent of the money is on Nebraska. However, so it seems like there is that's some a good thing. That's a good early thing. on loading on corn. Um, Capper, explain why that's a good thing for our visualize. But also for me, who doesn't really understand things sometimes. Well, I mean, as much as you possibly can find discrepancies in percentage of bets and percentage of money bet on games you want to sniff those out the more money on a team obviously means that the professional gamblers 
you know, the people who know what they're doing are betting on those teams versus the percentage of bets when you're looking at teams traveling, especially on the road, getting 80 plus percent of bets. You'd want to try and stick, stay away from well, those teams as much it, as possible because most people are dumb. No, well, bottom line. I mean, speaking personally, the casino's taking your, the casino's taking your VIG. Don't let them also, you know, goad you into gambling with just so, a pack of idiots. So I can't. Yeah, I think that that's more helpful when you have high percentage of the money, low percentage of the bets. But when you have a 50-50 percentage of the bet and only a 20% difference of the money, that's especially fair. this early in the week, it doesn't mean too much. But if you have 80% on one team and 80% of the money on the other team, then you want to flop it's, that It's money. 80% mm-hmm. on, 80% of the money is on Nebraska right now, to be clear. 50%, yeah. the bets are and so that's why the line yeah. moved. And that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, good thing I, for who? But you're saying it's a good for, It's a good thing for Nebraska that the yeah, more money Nebraska. is on Nebraska. But, sure. but not for Rain Man's rubber. You keep saying it's a good thing, but also fuck Rain Man. It's, it's a competition. Like, it's very, very confusing. <laughs> it, I want to make sure I is, wasn't missing. Is Nebraska, is Nebraska two touchdowns better than anyone in the country? No. You mass. No. So why is the line... Uh, this is <laughs> scary. We can go uh, <laughs> scary. I w- they don't give away money. I think we've given the Mac. And we've all seen Nebraska we, play. I think we've given the Mac possibly enough time. We're gonna go now to uh, another game. This was uh, this was a pick that interested me because I I like it and it's uh, Washington plus six and a half at Michigan. Washington, of course, was ranked number twenty. Lost to Montana uh just outright uh fcs school and now they're going to michigan who looked good but they lost ronnie bell during their game but undeniably michigan looked pretty good i i had them uh, i had western kentucky but they that michigan controlled the game the entire time what's your read here why do you think washington has a bounce back in the big house stinks big house sucks it's a library it's not a home field advantage it's a trash home stadium uh, Michigan is How do you bad. Really feel? People, people have forgotten that <laughs> Michigan's horrible. Um, over the last five years, Harbaugh's been fired after four of them. Continues to get extended. Um, he graduates kids, which we're very happy with on this podcast. But the product <laughs> on the field is very bad. Um, you know, people are high on him, I guess, because they beat a Western Kentucky team that's not any good. Um, and people are very Western low Michigan. on Washington because they Western Michigan, who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> and they're low on Washington because they lost to an FCS team. And so a line that probably was, you know, a field goal a week ago is now almost a touchdown. And Michigan is just frankly, not a touchdown better than Washington. Uh, way too much talent on Washington's defense as bad as they were on offense last weekend. That defense is legit. They have, dominant secondary asa turner trent mcduffie um they are going to make michigan one-dimensional especially with the loss of ronnie bell here um and i just like michigan is not good they are not a good football program anymore like they're just they put, overrated they shell of themselves they're name only they put defensive players in the nfl like they i think they have some dudes on defense yeah they've had a few sure so going back to the slip conversation we just had with respect to my rubber, this is one of those ones where I do think you can take a look at the money and take a look at the spread of the public bet and lean aside here. And that side is with Capper. It's with disgusting. 80, 86% of slips on Michigan. And it, that that does actually stink. I almost had Washington on my card, but then I was like, well, Michigan should be able to win by a touchdown at home against a team that just lost an FCS team. But you, like, if you, I had to pick a side, you can't pick Michigan here. You have to ask yourself, like, if you have never watched college football before and you looked at the, you know, scores from last weekend and you thought to yourself, like, where can I make some money? I'm walking to the sportsbook right now. I've got a hundred dollars that I'm <laughs> going to like, bet on sound, one you game. You sound like Rain Man's brother. <laughs> like, you legit are probably, you legit are probably looking at taking Michigan this weekend because, oh, Washington lost to a That's horrible Montana that's such a good Grizzlies point. team and the sports book is banking on that like they want you to walk in there and take Michigan there's a reason why every single small bet touchdown. is taking Michigan yep. every okay I'm, person I'm with convinced. a little bit of money is taking Washington no that got me okay I'm gonna lose money on this I'm in I'm in Caffrey you Don't got me it. you got me Don't do I it. love this uh 
Okay, let, we have another Big Ten pick on the other side. Uh, we, I guess that we, I think we're all Love here. The Big Ten pick Just on the other side. Just good parallels. This is a supposed game of the week, but I also think I could also see this being, you know, a forty-point blowout, and that's Ohio State minus fourteen versus Oregon. That's Rain Man's pick in this spot. I, I've seen it fourteen and a half as well. I don't think the hook matters yeah. in this spot. It, I think they it, might. It's flirting around that number. Shot. Uh, so just wait and you'll get it at 14 or book it now if you have it on your app of choice. Uh, I think Ohio State, just as we were discussing with the Minnesota pick with Capper, I think Ohio State won the game. Minnesota didn't lose it. And I think the reason why they won it is because C.J. Stroud was as advertised in the second half. First start, first half slow. That's fine. Give him a pass. He actually got the Big Ten Freshman of the Week award last week, even though everyone had kind of written him off by halftime, which I think is really, really funny. In the second half, though, he only had five completions. He didn't have a lot of incompletions. He only had five completions for 236 yards and four touchdowns, and that is the kind of scoring ability that is terrifying, which is the kind of scoring ability that's why Ohio State is the number one offense in the country, according to the S&P Plus. Olave, Wilson, Williams, Henderson, those are four of the best skill players in the country and Ohio State has them and they should be able to score at will against Oregon especially with Kayvon Thibodeau currently in a walking boot currently day-to-day with an ankle injury which is why that line is bouncing around so much because he is the best player for Oregon and if he can't move that's a big problem for Ohio State especially because I don't think Oregon's quarterback Anthony Brown played well and I don't think he'll be able to score at the Ohio State so I love the Buckeyes here. I mean, I love it at 14. I'd take it all the way to 16 and a half. Yeah, I just think you need to be an outstanding – you need to have an outstanding game from your quarterback in order to be, to come close to Ohio State, and I don't know if he can put up an outstanding Returning game. to Columbus after what I would argue is a near scare in Minneapolis, they aren't going to start slow. What's, what's so funny to me looking at this line is that Oregon, who is the prohibitive Pac-12 favorite, at least coming into the season, they might coming not be in, anymore because anymore. USC and UCLA are playing UCLA, yeah. pretty good football. Um, they had the same spread as a Minnesota team that was like two and eight last year, two and six last year, whatever they were. No home road and um, sure, sure, decent the first half. I yeah, I don't know, man. Like it just, I think it shows you the difference between one Ohio State and the rest of the Big Ten. But really, the Pac-12 and the rest of the Power Five conferences, you know, maybe we take out the Big Eight with Big 12. Um, take out ACC. <laughs> and the ACC might be horrible, too. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the SEC. Everyone is sucks. Everyone is bad, um, guys. It's fine. <laughs> Ryan Day is just a phenomenal they're, football they're coach. Go, uh, um, they're, they, they haven't they're closed it out yet, but, but um, he is just – tremendous they like they don't stop they don't the machine doesn't stop rolling for ohio state it's pretty impressive at this point i cristobal i think's doing an, an admirable job at oregon he is recruiting well but he outside they won the pac-12 game they shouldn't the pac-12 championship they shouldn't have been in last year but they haven't really won yeah. many big games and it's hard this of course would be a huge statement for them to uh, play tight. So, yeah, but they almost lost to Fresno last week. They were behind in the fourth quarter. The, they were outgained in yards, outgained in first downs, outgained that, in time. It was it was really good really bad. Team. Fresno is a tough opening game, I would say. In, in defense, Fresno, but if you're especially. Go play Ohio State. Uh, I do think Oregon. Their Cristobal's calling card is uh, the offensive line. If they're able to somehow control the line of scrimmage. At, from an offensive line perspective, which of course against Ohio State will be tough, but Ohio, Difficult. Ohio State did not get as many sacks as you would have thought against Minnesota. They only had two. They were just really impactful. So, um, it is a good all. It is a good experienced O line in Minnesota. Yeah, that, that is one thing you can say about them. So, but so I am curious whether now playing at Oregon, another good experienced O line. I'm wondering whether that will help them keep it close if they are able to move the ball. I imagine you're going to see Anthony uh, Brown with his legs quite a bit, uh, even though like he's not really like he he had 16 rushes, quote unquote last year but he's not really a running quarterback if you look at his like career numbers and stats it's like sort of a misnomer yeah. but he's also not a tremendous throwing quarterback he didn't throw 60 percent until he made it to oregon so i don't know why he was the guy over show necessarily or why he's the guy right now but maybe he, it proved me wrong he was good at boston college like he's gritty but i don't know if he's like elite i can't prove you wrong yeah 
we can stay. This is a not yet. This is another game uh, that is pretty spicy in the Pac-12. That the line's been bouncing around quite a bit, and it is uh, Capper's pick is Colorado plus sixteen and a half. Seeing at seventeen as well at Texas A&M, uh, who's I believe mm. is number five right now. Colorado, uh, they were surprising last year. They did better than people thought. What's your read here, Capper? Uh, so this is the first of two very live home dogs I'm going to highlight. Um, I love that this line has dropped to six and a half now um, off the key number of 17, despite just 30% of bets on the Buffalo. Um, A&M, like, I know they won by 31 last weekend against Kent State, who is typically have has a pretty good offense um offensive attack but they were gashed on the on the ground they gave up five yards of carry 226 yards um kent state ton of turnovers um couldn't just just couldn't finish drives uh and the quarterback play was abysmal um i I think colorado poses a much more significant threat on the ground um, with you know their three-headed monster, Jarek Broussard, Alex Fontenot, and Ashad Clayton, who all scored last weekend. Um, interesting thing about the Kent State game is even though they won by 31, A&M turned it over five times. Um, I think that's kind of an anomaly, but they are working in a brand-new quarterback. Um, I, I kind of expect that turnover line to make them a little bit more conservative here. Um, Colorado wants to pound the ball. AM wants to pound the ball. This is going to be just a grind it out. Um, you know, AM gets a tough road win here, but I think they keep it within three scores. That one's pretty simple to me. All right. I I don't really have I don't have any objections. I'm not sure. My only my only concern would be if uh, yeah I like Isaiah Spiller a lot. I like uh, A as well. <laughs> He's very I, good. So it's one of those things where I could see them. The reason why A and M is like tough to bet against this year in this spot is they seem very plausibly the type of thing that can score while trying to run out the clock, which is like the the killer uh, in these spots. Yep. Yeah. I mean that's definitely true. I I just I'd rather um, be on Colorado. I see both both teams relying heavily on the run here. Um, yeah. You know, and that and that shortens a game. That shortens the amount of points that are going to be scored. And yeah, um, Colorado they've been pretty good the last few years. So I think they can do enough to keep it to keep it within sixteen. Uh, we can uh, go on the other end. Rain Man, your next weekly pick is hot, hot, hot Appalachian State on the road against the U plus nine uh Appalachian State they're on their third coach in three years at Appalachian State they're starting to really and the program keeps rolling yeah uh they're still good um Miami's public because I guess people are just viewing the Alabama losses and well it's Alabama they're gonna beat everyone but there are some takeaways from the Miami game that do not look too favorably for Miami going forward and not anything really good that you can take away. Uh, Derek King did not look good. I granted they're playing Alabama defense. He didn't have a lot of time there, but he had 179 yards passing with one touchdown, two interceptions. That's not great passing. But what concerns me more is that he rushed the ball only for 10 yards on nine carries for a purported dual threat quarterback, which is what he was at the University of Houston with a long of 11, which means that there were eight carries where he lost yards on average, that's not good for this Miami team going forward. The offense should be pretty terrible then. And App State had 485 yards against a pretty good ECU team, an average 7.7 yards per play. Again, this is one of those games where if Miami wasn't at his home, I would think App State should be favored here. And I love the plus nine, but I'm going to be sprinkling some money line on this. Uh, Chase Bryce for App State didn't work out at Clemson, didn't work out at Duke. Maybe it'll work out here. So... Let's find out. workouts, I mean, somewhere. He was good coming in. He got, he, he was a four-star, I think. Here's, Nate Starkle. Here, Nick Starkle, sorry. Excuse me. Here's, here's, here's what worries me in this spot is only, I really like Miami's, uh, not even their front seven, but their defensive line against Alabama early on before they were demoralized, kind of. They looked pretty active. Like, they put some guys in the league. Uh when I when you have yeah Miami's talent no that's doubt. like uh, that's one area that like beyond Derek that I'm curious whether App State will be hurting. 
because Chase Bryce, one thing we know is like he wasn't dynamite playing for teams with bad offensive line. Like, not to say I, no, not no, to say App State's offensive line is bad necessarily. Honestly, I don't know much about App State's offensive line, but I do know Miami's defensive line. Traditionally, in this year, Mandy has column plays for them. Everyone's gonna lose to Miami. I don't, I don't judge any team on losing that game. Like, I mean, uh, Alabama. Well, that's Alabama. why sixty-five percent. That's why 65% of people are still in Miami, but nine points is a lot. Like, Yeah. That's kind of surprising. I would probably have this at three. Let's, uh, yeah, I think that's fair. What are you saying, Capper? I, I think the amount of bets on Miami this weekend is kind of surprising to me. App State's a good football program. Yeah. Uh, it's still mid major. It's a good mid, team. Top 30 team every year. It's still mid major against historical power. I think, like, that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, you got, uh, let's go to your last pick, Capper. You got, uh, Mississippi State, who played it close, woo! They had a they had a tight one. They had a tight one against Louisiana Tech, but they uh, very tight. pulled it out. You go like them plus two and a half versus NC State, who's visiting them on the road. NC State just beat uh, USF forty-five nothing. USF, woof! That's a uh, USF. Yeah. What happened? You, Charlie Strong really did, does a number. <laughs> USF um, preparing to cancel the program. Um, that it does not get any worse than than what just happened last weekend. After imagine opening your years of being horrible. Imagine it's so opening wild. opening your fucking season like that. Like, what do you do? You got to suit up again. Where do you go from there? But it's it's different than like UMass because like USF they were like not even once proud but once decent and now very. I mean, Willie yeah, Taggart was eleven. Program and, Willie Taggart was eleven and one. Like in the closer half of this deck well, okay but we digress mississippi state how do you like them <laughs> i know state. home dogs home dogs bark money we know um, this but i this is kind of a tough line to take um because siri's getting involved i yeah she's mad at this one she's um, she's mad at usf and nc state played really well last weekend i mean throw out the USF's terrible, like we've already said, but that, I mean, you can't, it's tough to beat a team by 40 plus points, no matter who you're playing. Um, and Mississippi State struggled all game long until the fourth quarter. They had a 1.7% chance of winning that game with 13 minutes left. Um, obviously, you can't throw out a Mike Leach coached offense, no matter how much time is left, because that guy has done it and proven it at every stop along the way. He has a great quarterback in Will Rogers, who had three touchdown passes to lead that comeback charge. Um, I just, I don't know. This is one of those ones where, like, it, it's another one to me that looks like they want you to take a certain side. And if you're laying less than a field goal with an NC State team that just won by almost 50 points against a Mississippi State team that struggled against a, I think, quality conference usa opponent in la tech but still a conference usa opponent at home um they are expecting you to to lay money on the wolf pack and i am not going to do it i just can't i can't this is a principles game for me like this is throw out like sec and and everything else that goes along with it but that i don't know just like just like mike the thing that scares me about this i think i think some of these athletes at Mississippi State really hate Mike Leach. I but mean, I think he's a good football just, coach. Just like Mike Leach, you have really weird principles. Uh I yeah. think uh <laughs> this is Mississippi State turned the ball over six times last weekend and still won. That's a good thing? It's a very good thing because that's like I mean, if you're looking at fumbles lost and, you know, that stuff's kind of you know, they always say it's like fifty fifty like you can't plan on that happening week after week unless you have like a very serious fumbling problem. Yeah, the fumble and that's percentage not, of loss versus recovered, not if you're fumbling the ball. Well, yeah, unless you have like a documented <laughs> like bad case of fumbleitis, but I don't think any of those guys have that yet. It's just kind of like a freak show, you know. I, three fumbles lost in. in yeah, give me uh, NC know. State. I'll take the good football team. Here. It's ridiculous. I NC State. All they did is impress people and that's why you're shying away from them no i'm sorry nc state's better than their preseason projections look, uh look you it's don't another you one, don't want to bet on a team just because they're better it's another one with almost 90 percent of bets on one side you which can't is why it's them. not on my card you can't that's take the them. only reason why it's not on my card and that's the only reason why it's on mine because <laughs> every jabroni who walks into the book is taking them this weekend and i will not 
I'll take the I'll take Mississippi State money line because they'll win this game. Man, this is hilarious. T- choosing Mississippi State and Washington in the same slate of four really is a principles set of picks. You know what? Um, it, yeah, you're not you, watching the tape this no, week. No. Kaepernick didn't watch. It's a Tuesday recording. Kaepernick didn't watch tape. He looked at the public buddy and made picks. No, you You'll just love to see it. At a certain point, you've been around the game too long, and you know exactly what happens with these lines. It's, it's true. You're laying less than a touchdown. You're at, you're at the six and a half hook. Around the Great. game, around you're the game, thirty at, you're at two plus and a half years. hook. Great. I mean, you just love to see that I, lining up in week two. I, I'm gonna if we're talking about tra- like bold trash picks on on really shitty teams. I think uh, we we have to go to Rayman's last pick, and he's <laughs> taking uh, the the fight and hypels out of Tennessee plus three and a half versus Pitt. You're betting legal tender on Tennessee. Uh, I, to, to, to channel a specific meme. This is the same thing. To channel a specific meme. Bastard. Wah. Well, Tennessee, Tennessee did not end good. up looking okay against Bowling Green. But I needed oh a home God. dog. Come on. Because home dogs park money. And I didn't have one on the card. So, rup, 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 rup. Uh, why do we think Tennessee should be three and a half point dogs to, to pit? Because they're bad. First year coach. Did you watch Joe Milton? Did Larry. you watch Joe He's Pitt that good? Did you watch Joe Milton? Yeah, Milton's? Joe Milton, 11 for 23, 140 yards and a touchdown. Real bad. Bad. Pedestrian. Real, real bad. Against more, a Bowling Green team that is like yeah. real it's a bottom five team in D1. Horrible. Terrible. Uh, but that being said, 68% <laughs> of bets, as Capper said. 68 versus 90. What it, so this is where I was going to wax poetically about how bad the ACC is and why I don't think Pitt is an exception to the rule that the ACC is terrible. Uh, you already heard why I think they're bad. You saw it in week one. You saw it in week zero. Uh, so I'm just going to like, okay, so ACC is going on the road and they have to lay three and a half points. Give me the home team. I love that hook. See, Money this line is- this game. Money line it with App State. Parlay pays 8.4 to 1. This is what we've talked about, though. If this one's 2.5, you're like, holy shit, they want you to take Pittsburgh. Yeah, but they if this one's 2.5, I wouldn't be taking Tennessee. I wouldn't be taking Tennessee. Tennessee can cover and lose by a field goal and win this one. You, no, that's not how it works. This They're is, on to you. Public, public's on the other team. This yeah, that's is true. Yeah. Uh,. I man, Could be I a don't. Bad game. I don't want to bet money on Tennessee, man. I don't want to bet money. I like it's Kenny Pickett. Is Rocky Top. Kenny Pickett's a better quarterback yeah. than Joe Milton? I think like Tennessee's yep. Tennessee's advantage athletically transferred out in the past couple of years. Imagine what type of psychopath yep. you have to be to not transfer out of Tennessee or commit to play for them this year. <laughs> like I uh, as Pitt will have the best unit on the field with their defensive line. They always have a great one. They have no. Did you see how? That's the did you watch? Did you watch Joe Milton respond to pressure? It was like watching a fucking flag football game. It was unbelievable. He just stands it, um, really, really bad. So what are you, do you think he starts this week? It's so funny because I think Tennessee, like they always have those expectations that like this could be the year we turn it around, and it's just it's not going to happen. They're, they're done. What if I told Program's you dead. that one of the backups, and I haven't heard or seen anything, but one of the backups on the Tennessee football program is nicknamed the Truth, <laughs> Hendon. Hendon Hooker, maybe he gets some playing time if Joe Milton doesn't do too well. All right, that changes. Honestly, I'm not sure why well, he's that's, not starting. Well, that's a horse of a different color, my friend. Hendon Hooker couldn't beat out Milton. That's another way to look at it. That, that had to be some early janky preseason battles, I'm guessing. Uh, like His transfer pitch to Tennessee was like, look, you have a starting position in the SEC. All you have to do is beat out Joe Milton. And he couldn't do uh, it. All right, boys. That's 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 <laughs> more than enough of that. Let's uh, review our weekly picks one last time for, for the listeners. Capper, give me yours. Uh, Big Rubber, Miami, Ohio, plus 19.5. At Minnesota, Colorado, plus 16.5 versus Texas A&M. Mississippi State plus two and a half versus NC State. Washington plus six and a half at Michigan. It's dog weekend. And rain, man. Buffalo plus 13 and a half at Nebraska for the big rubber. Ohio State minus 14 versus Oregon. App State plus nine at Miami. And Tennessee plus three and a half at home versus Pitt because some home dogs have to park money. Some of them do. God, some of them do. Uh, we, uh, we, are, we have... I think a few more picks for Principles. you. Uh, now it's time. Uh, let's let's squeeze out a little extra action, huh? Get some uh, sque- mm. get some squeeze picks. This is my favorite song. Killed his whole motherfucking thing. Shit, if I do. 
These are the squeeze picks. These are the picks that didn't quite make the weekly, but uh, are out there if you want to take a little just extra action this weekend. And to, to start it off, we are going back to our King of the Hill contest, which is turning into quite a well in its own way of, of wealth in that our King of the Hill, if I'm not mistaken, 1-8 all time now. We have our King of the Hill records are 1-8 uh, all time, but... We have a new contender entering the arena, um, and maybe, just maybe, uh, it'll like this. This person will turn around, or you should bet against them based on the odds. Who knows? Howdy, y'all. My name is Miel, and I'm coming to you from the Lone Star State to bring you the sweetest pick of the new year. Well, gotta be honest, I don't particularly love any of the games on this slate, but I just had to call in this week because who knows if I'll still be allowed to speak my own damn mind in this state next week. We're going OSU minus 14 or Oregon. Is it a lot of points? Yeah. But we're talking OSU Ooh, against literally go. any Pac-12 team. Is the Pac-12 even in the FBS anymore? I don't know, and I don't care to. <laughs> don't overthink it. Go OSU Buckeyes over the Ducks. Spend spare time to call my governor, Greg Abbott, and tell him to fuck off. Shana Tova, y'all. <laughs> Hey, Greg Abbott can't fuck off. Fuck that fucking guy. I uh, am terrified by uh, the King of the Hill pick picking one of my weekly picks. That's not good. Uh, I, hope, I think that could bode well for the listeners. I hope he gets the Tiger variant. Uh, it's good mojo. We uh, no, other than I, I so that we got one line up there. Uh, we uh, are there any other just like other games you guys want to talk on the slate before uh, we get to some real winners? I think we would be remiss given all the conversation in this podcast talking about public percentages of money. You got to take Arkansas plus six and a half at home versus Texas when 98% of bets are on the line. Oh, do you? Oh, sorry. 92%. 92%. Do you? Do you? Because I heard it was 102%. Do you? Because I got, (laughs) I got one four teamer, a guy who's gone seven and one in the past two weeks who disagrees with you because his first yeah, pick is Texas minus 6.5 on the road at Arkansas. Look, this is simple. Louisiana Lafayette is a much better team than Arkansas. KJ Jefferson is a mobile quarterback similar to Louisiana Lafayette's, and he will be limited. To, he will be limited in his throwing. Texas did a really, really good job making that quarterback one-dimensional. If you look down the depth chart on Texas's defense, they have seniors everywhere, and they have a defensive coordinator who we saw knows what he's doing. Um, Arkansas improved last year, but even if you go from hot trash to a McDonald's cheeseburger, at the end of the day, you're still just a fucking cheeseburger. Uh, Sam Pittman, during his uh, pregame, he had a press conference looking forward to Texas, uh, Arkansas's coach, and he was talking about Bijan Robinson, and he was saying how, I haven't seen a player that... Uh, is the starting running back and also returns punts and kicks. And he said it multiple times. And as it turns out, uh, he was mistaking Bijan Robinson for our cornerback, Deshaun Jameson, who is actually an all American returner. Uh, they are not the same person. Sam Pittman, uh, isn't paying attention to the details. I believe, uh, you know, Homerism shows. Who, who are we, who are we lying yeah, he to? He threw the R, he threw the R. Who, are, who are we lying to here? I'm back. We're, oh we're back, God. baby. Texas, I say 25. That's the first one. Next up, we got Oklahoma. <laughs> I just checked. It's 94% Oklahoma of people on Texas. 94. Oklahoma State minus 13 and a half versus Tulsa. Uh, Oklahoma State struggled last week in a win against Missouri. Missouri State, but Tulsa lost to UC Davis. Oklahoma State should get Spencer Sanders back this week, which will make a huge difference. Um, I think this is a game. Like this, this is a game where uh, Tulsa people look at last year and they're like, "Well, they were pretty good last year." Different team now. A lot of those players transferred out. They went. They went to their best defensive linebacker went to the NFL. This is a game where I see uh, Oklahoma State being like reasserting themselves definitively as the second best school in a state, no matter how shitty that state is. Next, we got Toledo plus sixteen and a half at Notre Dame. The more I read about the Rockets, I the more I love this team. Jason Candle is a good football man, and his team finished 13th best in offensive performance in the nation last year, averaged nearly 500 yards, and they're returning 10 of their 11 starters. Notre Dame's front seven was hot 
fucking trash against Florida State. Holy <laughs> shit, were they fucking bad. Brian Kelly wanted to execute them. Case in point. Um, <laughs> I think that this is just a really bad year for them. I think Notre Dame is like a 7-5 and five team. They're going to have one of their traditional bad Kelly years. Toledo also is very good on the defensive side of the ball. They were second in the MAC last year, only allowed 24 points per game. This is a game... Notre Dame, I man, give me. I might put a little cheddar on Toledo money line just this game. Just sprinkle, like, just like a little spritz. <laughs> this is definitely becoming the money. And uh, yeah, it's basically about all the teams he hates. And then next we got USC minus seventeen versus Stanford. Uh, I think it's the dark ages in Palo Alto. I think San Jose because San Jose State's a way this better is a team, trap. way way better team than Stanford. SC handled I them. Agree. And Stanford. I agree completely. That's why it's scary. Yeah, I just think uh, I think Stanford has no. I just don't think Stanford has any juice. They had no offensive presence to speak of, and they can be scored on. And I, I USC's offense versus Kansas State's offense. uh, All due respect to Skylar Thompson, I think USC is going to run it up. I don't expect Stanford to keep up. USC is going to put up at least forty points in this game. You think Stanford's going to score twenty-eight? Nah, Uh, nah. Uh, that's my four. Be remiss. Also, we should probably mention the Cyhawk game because that wasn't on anyone's slate. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Great game. First Great line matchup. movement on Iowa State minus four point five. That being said, At every home. bone in my body tells me Iowa's going to absolutely demolish them after what I saw last week. So that's why I don't have it on my board because I can't pick against the reverse line movement on Iowa, Iowa State. But I think Iowa. I would. I love. So I'll be. I'll be throwing some fun chuckles. Iowa State is a team um, that looks so different game to game. They always start off the season like a little bit slow, and then they start looking like. Reminder: It's not Brock. It is not. It is Brock. It's scary. Brock Timber. That's not the same. But similar, not the similar. Same. But I would say this is one, like the phrase we've been using this whole podcast. This is one of those games where I think they want you to take Iowa, right? They definitely want you to yeah, take Iowa. The sure. entire public is on Iowa. Agreed. Uh, That's why it's not. Uh, the but but rivalry game, throw it out the window. And also maybe Indiana is True. just like Indiana is just like bad, like. Indiana could they be really bad. Indiana could they similar like similar to how similar to how uh, Penn State turned out to be really bad when Indiana beat them. Like we, there are always these week one games that we look back on them and they're like, well, that was that seemed like a classic at the time, huh? Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. Well, that that is uh, that's gonna be a good one. But we got some we got some great got some great college football going up here. I'm a little a little antsy in the pantsy over it. Yeah, a little, little down week, but hey, find your matchups and enjoy it. Dude, every college football weekend is a blessing. I don't want to have to talk to other people. Don't take it for granted. Never That's take true. it. That's true. That's fair. You got to cherish it. You got to cherish it. <laughs> you got to cherish it, Capper. You got to cherish it. <laughs>